let's not overthink this. Buckeyes have been rolled. This is a decent hire for Tennessee. So I'm actually on FanDuel right now, locking in Gonzaga. Clemson's going to put up 55 points by themselves. I love this game. Big noon kickoff. We're going to throw some major money on this bet. I'm taking the over. Tom Brady's the GOAT. I'm taking Tampa Bay, and I'm taking the money line. I think I've got three bets uh, on this particular game. If you're going to bet with me, it's got to be good. That's right. It's time for my steak dinner boom lock of the week. Gentlemen, ready to go make our listeners some money. Hello, folks, and welcome back to Sports Bets Fun uh, for our third episode of season two. Um, thank you to those of you listening to us live. And uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts. Do us a favor if you like the show, let your friends friends know. Tell them to subscribe. We'd appreciate that. We are Sports Bets Fun, and we're going to be talking sports and making some bets. That's pretty much it, and having a little bit of fun along the way. So thanks for joining us. I'm Maddie Money, and joining me today, we have Mickey San Reno, who is live from Las Vegas, and Scotty B. Good is is back after missing last week. Belox is off tonight, so uh, we got the got three of the three of us here tonight. Mickey, you're out in Las Vegas. Give us a scoop. What's going on? Uh, we touched down around lunchtime today. Been at been at the blackjack tables for a good chunk of the afternoon. Hit up the pool for a little bit. Vegas is good. The board's looking amazing. We're gonna have a great time tomorrow betting betting the pigskin. Great time Sunday betting week one of the NFL. Can't wait. I will keep you guys posted on, on how things are going out here. Live boots on the ground in Vegas. Excellent. Excellent. And Scotty, man, uh, I know you got some action on the games tonight. I'm keeping an eye on that Coastal Kansas game. How's, how's things looking? Well, guys, it looks like I've already hammered my first win of the weekend. Uh, the over's already hit. Sitting here looking at the scores, 57 points on the board with a quarter and five minutes to play. And the over was in and locked it in at 52. And that was a that was a bet that me and Charlie Cash spoke about earlier in the day that we locked in. Um, got a little more action going on tonight as well, guys. And it's not too late to jump in on some sum that's not even started. I got Duke's going to cover the spread tonight over NCA&T. I don't know who North Carolina A&T is. That's why I chose Duke. I think they're going to rebound. They're going to win that game. Um, and Boise, minus 26 over the Miners. UTEP, hey, they're playing on the blue turf. They always cover on the blue turf. So these are some unit bets I threw out tonight, guys. Just to have a little fun to kickstart the weekend. We're already one and zero. We'll see if we can go three and zero on the night. But it's good to see wow. you all. And I tell you what, Mr. San Reno, I hope you win some win some dough out there for us and uh, come home and buy us all a nice steak dinner on the house. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Love that. Um, yeah. Well, tell you what. Let's uh, let's. Um, chat a little bit about the picks we had last week. Uh, we already got picks going this week. Let's talk about a little bit last week, just recap kind of how we did. Uh, our crew's been on fire 22 and eight with our picks of the week through the first two weeks of, co- of college football. Charlie Cash and B locks are both five wins, one loss in their, of their six picks. And Charlie Cash has a slight edge in, in units one on that, but man, dude has been on fire. He started out three and zero. Week one, both of them Belock started out three and zero. Week one, and went two and one this past week. And then Scotty, you, Mickey, and myself both four and two. 
uh, through two weeks. So all of us are winners right now, combined 22 and eight, and we're plus 16.12 units through two weeks. So definitely looking to keep that momentum going this week. Um, on that though, I want to go back and just for each of you, Mickey, will go to you first and Scotty just want to, you know, last week watching the games, what was the biggest surprise or a couple surprises that, that you weren't expecting that you saw? Wisconsin, Graham Mertz, he looked great. His first start of college career, he's looked awful ever since. Penn State's got a great defense, but I expect a little bit more out of Wisconsin's offense playing at home in front of a sold-out, packed Camp Randall Stadium. And, you know, I'm going to give props to Vatek. Uh, you know, North Carolina is, is, a, is a good team under Mac Brown, and they're on the ascent, and Vatek stepped up, and, and uh, you know, those are a couple losses for me over the, uh, over the week, but uh, definitely two teams that surprised Scotty, what uh, what stood out to you? Yeah, I'll pick up on that Vatek UNC game. Um, I was I was just really underwhelmed by UNC's performance, especially Sam Howell. You know, I kept waiting for him to kind of show up, take charge of the game, make some monster plays, and he just didn't. I mean, Virginia Tech kept shutting him down, so I was really surprised by that. I thought UNC, I, I, you know, in episode one, we we talked about some future props. I thought UNC had a legit shot at the national championship. Hey, they're not out of it yet. That's one loss. Let's let them win out. Um, but yeah, I was, I was just, I wasn't impressed with their performance and, um, it's not what I expected out of that team. Uh, so another, Scotty. Yeah. Talk to me. Talk to me. Did you double down? I think North Carolina is like plus 1 million now. Did you double down on that yeah. bet? No, I'm not doubling down on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, well, not well, going to well, happen. Well, what was the other game that kind of stood out to you? Yeah, a, a couple. You know, the Oklahoma-Tulane game. I mean, Oklahoma's offense, high-powered, high as always. But, again, no defense, right? And until until Oklahoma can throw a defense on the field that's going to be able to compete with some of these top-tier programs, to me, you know, it's one week. But just looking at that game, the way Tulane moved up and down the field, they made them look silly on some place, too. Um, you know, Oklahoma's not a real contender until they can show that they can play some defense on, on that side of the ball. Uh, and the last one, real quick – is, you know, Alabama. I mean, and maybe I shouldn't be surprised. Um, and maybe Miami was overhyped coming to this game, which I think they were, of course. But the way Alabama came out and dominated them guys, um, after losing 10 players to the NFL, we talked about that a few weeks ago. It, it's, I mean, it's incredible. It's incredible what they built there and what Nick Saban's doing. And now that they're paying their players a million dollars a piece before taking a snap, I don't, I don't know how we're going to knock them off the high horse. But golly, Alabama looked impressive, man. They did, and they made me a lot of money. That was my big two-unit yes, play. Uh, Alabama with total points over 40 and a half, and they had that in the third quarter, so I enjoyed that one. Mickey, I'm kind of with you. Wisconsin surprised me, and it was sort of the way they lost. You know, If, if you look at the numbers, just the sheer numbers in that game, they, they controlled the game. They outplayed Penn State, but very uncharacteristic uh, of Wisconsin turnovers in the red zone, having a field goal blocked. Um, just didn't put it together. And you look at the numbers, they should have won that game. Uh, but Penn State, you know, squeaked out the win in Camp Randall. So surprising, surprising to me the way Wisconsin kind of, uh, you know, kind of uh, lost that one. And then Georgia Clemson, you know, this to me, this felt like, you know, I was on this pod last week saying that, you know, the way college football is trended, everyone's teams are scoring 30 plus points, you know, regularly. These, these teams are high-powered offenses. You know, we looked at Ohio State Clemson in the playoff last year. Um, you know, it was 42-24 or something like that. And Bama's offense this and I thought I thought these two offenses, even though they were – even though Clemson was breaking in a new quarterback, I thought these teams would put up 30 – you know, 20 or 30 points, maybe a you know 35-28 type game. And 10-3 to with the only touchdown on a pick six, uh, that surprised me. Uh, it actually makes me question – 
if these offenses are really going to be ready to go um, as they as they go throughout the season, I think Georgia's going to have a couple more um, tougher challenges than than Clemson will given their conference. But it'll be interesting to see how those go. And then last one, I just want to I just want to give props to UCLA. I was not expecting them. I know LSU had a had a weird week and. You know, after that national champion a couple of years ago, they they've kind of been pretty pretty rocky. But uh, I still expected their D line to kind of control control that offensive line and really get their UCLA's quarterback some fits. But that wasn't the case. So props to props to the Bruins. Is LSU good? Uh, let's let's talk about that because the Bruins. Props to them. They've won two games. They looked really good in both of those games. But uh, I think a, a lot of folks expected LSU to to show up and and be an SEC team, be an SEC defense, and and maybe contain the UCLA offense a little more. And, and uh, Scotty, you're our SEC, uh, SEC uh, man on, on the pod here. What uh, is LSU? What do we, what do we, what do we expect from LSU this year? Yeah, guys. I mean, listen, when coach O took over the helm there at LSU, um, I was a little bit surprised, honestly. I felt like, you know, they were scrambling a little bit when they made that hire and, Guys, I don't think Coach O is a great coach. I mean, he can motivate some players. He can recruit well. But when it comes to X's and O's, he's not a great coach. Um, And they had Joe Burrow, right? I mean, this guy come up out of nowhere to really carry that team. Um, He's not there anymore. So I I don't know what to expect at LSU, to be honest. But as long as Coach O is there, I don't think he's that great of a coach, guys. Well, I agree with you on that. And that's sort of been his MO, great recruiter. And they had that offensive coordinator. I forget his name, but he was there for like one year and they, they put it together. And he's, I think, with the New Orleans Saints, you know, after uh, after that national championship season. So sometimes, hey, you got great coordinators. You know, think of uh, Gene Chizik when Auburn had their national title. They had Cam Newton. They had right. Gus Melzahn's offense and uh, made Gene Chizik look really good for a year. Bought him uh, bought maybe a couple more years on his contract. But uh yeah, well, we'll be uh, we'll obviously be keeping an eye on that, and we'll see if LSU is is who they who they really really are, if they're just sort of a paper paper tiger, if you will. So and you know, guys, they, you, we got to give you say a little credit, right? They look like a decent football team. They look like a tough football team. So that's you know kind of about looking at teams that we may want to follow and take a little closer peek at as the season moves on. Hey, guys, they could be a, a true contender and absolutely. come in there and win that win that win that league. Well, gentlemen, people don't listen to the show to hear us talk and give our analysis too much about football they want to know the the money making bets that we're dropping so we're going to give you a few to kind of get the show show going and then after that we'll jump in talk a little bit future and props we got the nfl kicking off well kicked off last night and big slate of games this sunday so we're talking a lot about that but first scotty i did this for for us it's it's i think think i'm going to do it weekly and it's a tennessee and it's an ohio state little parlay teaser where I'll, I'll, I'll look at the either the lines, the spread, maybe the overs, over-unders on these. And I'm going to pick something for Tennessee, and I'm going to pick something for Ohio State. So I'm going to put this together. I got a two-leg teaser I'm giving you. And I'm moving these four points. Gives me a plus 150 on this. And I'm taking Tennessee plus seven and a half. So it was the line is plus 3.5. They're at home, which I love being a home dog. I'm going to bump that up over a touchdown, so plus seven and a half. And I'm going to pair that Ohio State versus Oregon. I'm going to go with the over, uh, and I got a 59 and a half points. The over is 63 and a half. Tease that down four points. So um, I just, I like the Buckeyes offense. And and we'll talk more about that later in the show. I don't really like the Buckeyes defense. Um, so I, I think there's going to be points scored, even though Oregon is uh, traveling cross country and it's going to be an early kickoff. Uh, I just, I think they're going to hit the overs on that and teasing, teasing that down a little bit. That's my 
Buckeye volunteer teaser of the week. Scotty, you got yeah, any other teasers? Hey, I, I'm digging that, dude. I was just sitting here looking at that on paper, and I was like, I like that a lot, dude. I feel like that's pretty easy money. So good work there, Maddie Money. Well, thank um, you. Yeah, dude, I love that. And I'm gonna, hey, I'm gonna go ahead and tell that bet. I'm gonna tell that tonight. I give you a word. I'm gonna tell. I love that bet. Um, and it's an easy way to make money. Plus 150. That's great, man. Put a throw in at that. Um, I, I love one thing, guys. One thing that really stood out to me. I think this is super easy money. Is I, I placed a bet on the Minnesota line, um, and I moved it a point. From minus 17 and a half to minus 16 and a half over Miami, Ohio. Um, no doubt they win by 17. For whatever reason, that 17 and a half, I don't know why it made me a little nervous, but man, moving that below, I think they're going to win easily. I'm thinking 24, 28 range. But yeah, seeing that number, moving that down at, at minus 145, moving that a point to minus 16 and a half, that guys, that's easy money too. So that's right there is a two unit play on that Minnesota line. Tease that down a point, and, and you got a, you got a winner right there, dude. I love it. Love it. And, and just uh, for our listeners out there, if, you, if you're looking, kind of looking through some of these teams, some of these games and looking for parlays, teasers, you know, which teams kind of include in some of these, just want to rattle off a, a, a few teams to kind of keep an eye on that, that hey, you might want to throw into a parlay on uh, some capacity, see how they do. So first is going to talk South Carolina. Uh, they're on the road versus East Carolina. They opened as a dog. I actually got them at plus one and a half and I think they're now minus two and a half. So, uh, taking them either with a spread or the money line, uh, that 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 could be a good one there. Rutgers or Syracuse, you know the Orange are a home dog in this, but with Rutgers, Greg Schiano, you know he's he did, he did him right his, in his first tour, and I think uh, I think he's gonna have Rutgers going in the right direction during his second tour here. But that's a close game, so I believe uh, minus one and a half Rutgers, plus one and a half Syracuse, something to look at if you want to want to pair one of those depending on. What's your, what's your feeling there? And then, uh, you know, Iowa plus four and a half looked really strong last week. Tennessee plus three and a half, another home dog versus versus Pitt. You know, these are, these are some games that uh, the Mississippi State, their money line minus 102, uh, they're at home versus NC State. These are some games you might want to look at. And um, if you like, you know, put, put a few of them together or, or add them in with some of the games that you've been researching and uh, could be could be a good one to, to parlay, make, make a little bit bit of money yeah i got a couple i'm looking at tomorrow but i look at that iowa four and a half line i look at that tennessee three and a half line i look at texas giving seven to arkansas and those are three games where you move across that you move across that line you buy two points if you're if you're teasing iowa and tennessee you buy two points make iowa uh two and a half and make tennessee one and a half and and that might be that might be a prudent play right there as well so uh i definitely will uh keep everyone updated on twitter tomorrow and on what my teasers and parlays look like uh, college football Saturday. And, yeah. and Scotty, you uh, you were talking about a big uh, big big profit boost on DraftKings or something, some big promotion or something. Is there going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, guys. Now I didn't include any teasers in this. And uh, listen, I usually stay away from any type of parlays more than more than two to three three games for max usually. But man, they they suck me in, right? DraftKings threw out this thirty three percent profit boost. And so I put a half unit on it, man. I got, I put, I have a couple games. I'll just run through them real quick. Again, I didn't, didn't tease any of these. Uh, Temple minus six and a half. I love that game. South Alabama minus 13 and a half. USC minus 17. Florida minus 28. South Carolina minus two. Minnesota minus 17 and a half. So what do we got? One, two, three, four, five, six game parlay with that boost. 
I have a plus 5,570 odds. One half unit is going to win me a boatload of money. And with that being said, guys, all these teams that just went off, all our listeners out there, go back, write these down. I also have one unit plays, at least one unit plays on these games individually. So I just took some games I have some unit plays on. I feel pretty comfortable. I don't throw that odds boost, odds boost towards it on DraftKings. Listen, that guys, I'll – I'll come out to Vegas, meet you out there when I win this, and buy you the steak dinner. I like it. That's 50, 55 to 1 odds. Yeah, like but write that. them down. It's great, man. It's, and it, it's worth a half a unit play, right? Why not? Well, you know, you know what? You play a few every now and then. And, That's right. Uh, all it takes is hitting one to really right. kind of make it. Obviously, long odds, but hey, man, if you can't win if you don't play. It's like I love that. I love that thought process, too. Let's say you do one of those, a half a unit play each weekend over the course of the season. You just need to hit one. And it and it's a ton of fun, and it more than more than makes your money back, man. So, and I hit a couple last year. We'll see how it goes. Love it. Well, Mickey, you know we've been talking a lot of college football these first couple of weeks. Uh, touched a little bit on the NFL last week, but hey, this is the weekend for the NFL. Why don't you why don't you dive into the futures and props, and let's talk a little bit of NFL football. Yeah, NFL kickoff weekend. We're gonna talk a little NFL during this time. Preview a few interesting. Futures here. Uh, we got Offensive Rookie of the Year, which we talked about last week. This week, we're talking about MVP. We're talking Defensive Player of the Year, and we're talking Super Bowl champion. So I look at MVP, fellas. I'm seeing Mahomes plus 500. I'm seeing Rodgers plus 1,000. I'm seeing Brady plus 1,200. That's an interesting number. Josh Allen also plus 1,200. Then there's three quarterbacks there that 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 – I'm interested in, and it's Dak, it's Russell Wilson, it's Matt Stafford, plus 1,700. Uh, Scotty, I'm going to kick it to you. Is there a player on this list you like for MVP, or is there someone off the board that uh, you're keeping an eye on this year? Yeah, I love Josh Allen on that list. Um, I think the Bills have a legitimate shot to win the Super Bowl this year. And guys, when it comes down to the MVP, you almost either have to make it there or you have to win the Super Bowl a lot of times to get that tag. Um, so yeah, looking at that list, I love Josh Allen. I mean, Josh Allen jumps off the page at me. That's that's who I'm going to put my, my my future bet on. Um, and I mean, golly, how do you bet against Brady? You know, he he looked great last night. I know he, he threw a couple picks last night, but overall, I mean, you see, he's still got a heck of an arm, and he he's got every every chance in the world to win it too. So out of, out of that list, um, I like those two, Brady and Allen. That's the two I like most. Yeah, I think. Uh... You know, what's interesting with both both those two is, you know, kind of what they did last year, I think, sets them up for this year. You know, Brady goes yep. to Tampa Bay. Okay. Everyone kind of thinks maybe he's on the tail end of his career, you know, winding down Tampa. But he goes and wins the Super Bowl. So, you know, everyone take notice. This guy is the MVP of the league, right? Whether he wins the award or not, he's the MVP. Um, and if Tampa has a really another really strong season and make makes a long run the playoff and he's playing well, it, it's hard not to – not to at least have him in consideration. And, and with what Allen did, he kind of put the bills on the map last year. I think it was sort of his coming out party. If he builds on that and Buffalo takes that next step, um, you can definitely see definitely see him getting getting that. The other one that I kind of liked was uh, Stafford. Scotty, I know you're not high on Matthew Stafford, but he's going into a really good situation. It was a pretty high-profile trade. And at plus 1,700, obviously the odds are, odds are a little bit higher. It's the, you know, fifth on the on the list there but he's going into a good situation to a good football team you could see there being success if he, if he has a good strong season and the rams uh you know you know have a good have a good run you could see stafford you know being in consideration as well so those are the three that i kind of look at and i think a lot of people are going to be just jumping on Mahomes, jumping on rogers but man in green bay i think the 
the toxicity of, of what went on this offseason. I just I, I don't know how how Rodgers has a great season, MVP caliber season, and, and with Mahomes, man, it's going to be tough. It feels like they've just uh, got exposed a little bit that offensive line uh, in the Super Bowl. I know they had some injuries and they turned some people over, but it'll be tough for him to keep playing at the caliber he, he's been playing at. And if he has any kind of drop off, you know he's going to kind of get dinged for it. Mickey, when you look at these, is there someone you like? Yeah, I'll tell you what, right now with Mahomes and Rodgers, those two players need to go out and have one of their best ever seasons, I think, to win the MVP. They put up MVP caliber seasons annually, but I, I think they're graded on a curve because of, of who they are and what they've done. Uh, Brady is a good good pick. Where my money is right now, I have uh, taken a flyer on Josh Allen, taken a flyer on Matt Stafford. Matty, for reasons you said, I, I think the Rams uh, are a are a, a dark horse to, to contend for the Super Bowl with, with good quarterback play. And then a guy I like a lot that I'm taking 60 to one odds on is Joe Burrow. He's coming back from a knee injury, but year two, if he takes a big step in the Bengals surprise, uh, you know, and he puts up big numbers again, 60 to one odds, the man, Joey B, not a, not a bad play there. Uh, high, high reward, low risk. So, you know, and guys last night, and if you got to watch that game, but Dak looked incredible too, you know, plus 17, he, he's, he's back. And we were kind of waiting to see, you know, and what's he going to look like after the season-ending injury he had? But, man, he, he looked awesome last night. You know, I, I agree with you. At, at plus uh, 1,700, 17-to-1 odds, he's, he's not a bad one to take a pick on. I, I just think the Cowboys need to win games yeah. uh, and for him to, to him to be in consideration. But I agree. He looked good. He, I think a lot of people are waiting to see what he would look like coming off the broken leg, coming off the, uh, coming off the shoulder injury in the preseason, and, and he did not disappoint one bit. So we talk MVP, which is really the offensive uh, award. We talk defensive player of the year. Now, there's some names on this list that, that these guys are beasts, right? Aaron Donald, 5-1 to one odds. Miles Garrett, 6-1 to one odds. TJ Watt, man signed. Man got paid today. He signed, I think, the largest defensive contract in the league today, plus 850. Uh, Chase Young, 11-1 to one odds. And then the Bosa brothers, Nick Bosa, 13-1, uh, to one, and Joey Bosa, 18-1. to one. A uh, lot of talent, a lot of defensive line, a lot of guys that get sacks here. Uh, Maddie, when you look at this list, who are uh, who are some players that's, that jump out at you? Well, I tell you what, three of them went to Ohio State. That jumps out to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, it's look, I mean, I'll have one thing in common. They're all rushing the passer, right? So, I mean, it's, it's going to be your D-line. It's typically going to be where that is. Um you know, I look at the, the, the teams. If if the Washington football team can make a run, I don't think they will. Um, but if they can, a guy like Chase Young will, will get a lot of hype, a lot of attention, I think, because he, he is going to be a beast in there. Kind of same thing with San Francisco. You know, they, they had their run a couple of years ago. If, if they can get back, you could see uh, Bosa. Um, but I, I'm kind of back on Aaron Donald. You know, I think uh, – I think um, the Rams are going to be winning football games, and he's sort of the, the high-profile defensive player on on that team. And uh, they had a great defense last year. And um, if, if, if their team just keeps manhandling teams or in, in winning football games, I could I could see him see him getting some more love this year. Well, I like the way you said it earlier about Tom Brady. It was like Tom Brady's the MVP, right? I mean, no matter really what happens, you know he's the best player in in the league on the offensive side of the ball. Aaron Donald is the best defensive player in the league. There, there's no doubt about it. So it's just a matter of not whether he gets his numbers or not. If, if, if he gets his numbers, Aaron, he's going to win that award. He's an incredible player, man. I've never seen a defensive player be able to take over a game like he can. I mean, it's simply incredible. 
But yeah, I mean, I love Chase Young. I love watching him play ball, right? I mean, he looks he looks like a juiced-up Terrell Owens on the defensive side of the ball. Freak, <laughs> freak athlete, right? Making plays that only he can make, right? He's a different type of athlete than Aaron Donald, um, but incredible to watch. So he's a flashy player. He, you know, last year, man, the, the cameras love him. The media loves him. And so that that he has that on in his favor. And I, I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, if Aaron Donald doesn't win it, him and Chase Young, I, I, those would be the two that I would put a, a future prop on. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Scotty. The two future props I've played are Aaron Donald five to one, Chase Young eleven to one. I, you know, it's if the Rams are winning, Matthew Stafford, they win that division. All of a sudden, Aaron Donald's gonna. He already gets a lot of hype. He's a great player, best defensive player in the league. But if the Rams are winning, you know he's in the conversation. Same with Chase Young. He's going to take a step this year. Uh, second year player in Washington. I think they got a little. They got some quarterback stability with Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, playing all year versus Dwayne Haskins and then Alex Smith coming back from injury last year. I think they're going to, they're going to be the, the cream of the crop in the, uh, in the, in the NFC beast. Uh, but yeah, there's some, <laughs> there's some good stuff going there. All right, guys, Super Bowl. Uh, the teams with the best odds are the, the four teams that played in the conference championships last year, chiefs five to one Buccaneers uh, plus six fifty, bills plus 1200 Packers plus 1200 then you got a slew of good teams, right? I'm not going to list all the odds. We've got the Ravens, the Niners, the Rams, Browns, Seahawks, Titans, uh, and the Cowboys are really the, the probably the, the teams from an odd standpoint are the real contenders this year. One of those teams will probably win the Super Bowl. I can guarantee you it's not going to be the Cowboys. But, uh, Scotty, outside of the Titans, who I know you love, <laughs> who, uh, who on this list uh, stands out at you? Yeah, well, the Titans are definitely going to get a little small play from me. They got Julio Jones on that offense. I'm excited to watch them play, man. They're going to be awesome this year. Um, God, it's hard to guys again. It's hard to bet against Tom Brady, and I, I get it. We're we're wanting to like think outside the box here, right? We want to be creative and throw some teams' names out. But how in the world I bet against Tom Brady a few times last year in the playoffs? <laughs> I, I bet against him three times in the playoffs last year, and he smoked me every time. So I don't know how you're not. I don't know how you bet against the Tampa Bay Bucks. I don't. Um, if if you're going to bet against the Bucks, I'm going to bet for the Bills. That'd be my second choice. Um, and you're doubling your odds there. They're plus 1200 compared to that the plus 650. But I think the Bills or the Bucks would be my favorite to win the Super Bowl this year with the Titans uh, pushing clear that third spot. Yeah, I, I hear you on Tampa um, and Brady. I mean, look, New England was in. What he played? Brady played in ten Super Bowls in eighteen years, or something ridiculous like that. And there's no reason that that won't continue uh, in Tampa Bay with the defense that they have and some of the weapons that he has around him. So, you know, you look at it, plus six fifty with Tampa. You know, if you're looking for something, you know, a little better odds. You know, I I, I drop down on the Rams at plus fifteen hundred. Mickey, I know you're high on them, uh, but you know, they're a team that I think Matthew Stafford was an upgrade. Um, over Jared Goff and you look at teams that are getting better teams that have been pretty good. Um, that's a team that's, that jumps out at me. And I guess Tennessee as well, you know, is that that's a team that got better. I just, I'm just, I just don't know if Tannehill is going to be a quarterback that's going to get you to the Super Bowl. but um, yeah, I'd probably look at the Rams a little bit there. Uh, if, if you're not looking at one of those, well, really, really Tampa or Buffalo, right. You know, I, I, I think green Bay, I, I don't, I don't have faith that they're going to get back. And, uh, Kansas City just feels three years is tough to do. I know Mahomes is awesome, but three years is pretty tough to do. So I'd look at Tampa, Buffalo, and the Rams if you're looking for a little bit better odds. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I love the Rams here, uh, 15 to 1 odds. Bills, 12 to 1. I agree with everything you guys said. You can't bet against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. 
Uh, the Chiefs, you know, five to one odds early in the season went through a little bit on that, but uh, you know, we got Mahomes. It's going to be tough to to go. Like you look at teams like the Ravens, they're all their running backs are injured. They're the you know third, fourth best team in the AFC. That's going to be tough for them to to get up to get up uh, get up uh, to the top there. The Browns, the Browns have a great defense. I just don't trust Baker Mayfield. You look at the Seahawks, Russell Wilson's great. They're letting him cook, but their defense and and their running game and offensive line are, are probably going to be what holds them back. Uh, the Titans uh, adding Julio and, and A.J. Brown, they got some some wide receiver talent, but you know I think they have Ryan Tannehill's got a ceiling and their defensive backfield's been struggling. And So, yeah, come back to the Rams. 49ers are a team that were in the Super Bowl two years ago. They had a lot of injuries last year. Uh, you know, that – that's a team with, with the way Kyle Shanahan calls an offense that they, they can get in the mix. But, uh, yeah, I got to I gotta go with the Rams. I got to go with the Bills. And then Tom Brady and the Buccaneers are the three that I'd put a future on there. Good odds on, on all three of those. But, uh, yeah, that's that's our NFL uh, futures talk here. But, Maddie, I know you've been uh, – you sent out a, a tweet this week uh, trying to get futures odds on a, a team from Ohio to uh, get to the college football playoff. Let's uh, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah, and if you don't follow me on Twitter, follow me at Maddie Money Bets, and uh, you'll see picks that were dropping and and some entertainment and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I was going through doing research, you know, sort of after week two, and I'm looking at this Cincinnati Bearcat football team, and you know they have Notre Dame on the schedule, they have Indiana on the schedule, schedule schedule beyond that, there's there's not a, a whole lot of teams that will really give them. Um, that should give them a whole lot of trouble. So if you look at a, a team that, you know, has pretty good odds, you know, that you can go place a bet on Cincinnati was a team for me. So I log in the FanDuel Cincinnati's not even listed. And uh, so I decided to tweet at FanDuel Sportsbook and ask them to see if they can get some odds on the Bearcats. I haven't heard anything back yet, but, but hear me out on this guys. I'm going to make a quick case and then we, we can move on. But Cincinnati's got to run the table. We know that. Right. But check this out. Georgia to me, to me, Georgia not scoring an offensive touchdown against Clemson is a red flag and Clemson not scoring an offensive touchdown, not scoring a touchdown at all against Georgia is a red flag to me. I think Clemson's going to drop another game in the ACC. I'm looking at Georgia. All they have to do is lose one game, maybe a Florida, maybe an Auburn. And then they go to the SEC championship game. They lose their second game to Alabama in that, in that championship game. So two losses to me, puts you on the fringe. It'd be very hard to, to put a team that just lost Alabama for their second loss into, into the playoffs. So now we're really talking Alabama, Ohio state and Oklahoma as three of the teams. And then a fourth slot in there, but check this out. Oklahoma beat Tulane by five points, right? Scotty. Yeah. Bearcats. That's right. Bearcats played Tulane later in the season. And if the Bearcats roll them, you better believe there's, they're going to be pounding their fists on the table, talking about common opponent and how they should be ranked above Oklahoma, especially if Oklahoma, if their defense is looking a little shaky and the Bearcats are rolling teams 44 to 10, you know, if, if they have a lot of string together, some wins on that. Now they got to go beat Notre Dame and they got to beat Indiana, big 10 team, and they got to win their conference. But I was looking for that future bet. I was looking for something big, you know, maybe plus ten thousand or something, where I could go throw throw a unit on and make 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 a few bucks if if they get to the playoffs. But I think I think there's a there's a chance for them there. It's not unrealistic to think that this could potentially be the year. And the fact that they made waves last year sets them up right. They're not coming from 
number 25 or number 20. They're ranked like seven or eight in the polls. And it'll be interesting to see how the college football playoff committee views them. But you're starting up there. And if they kind of have a little bit of a little bit of a bias because they're, they're starting a little bit higher and, and, and get a little bit of a, um, you know, uh, better play with that. Hey man, they could do it. Now they'll need, they'll need Georgia to lose two games and Clemson to lose two games, but that could happen. I think dude, I, I could see it happening. Um, it's going to take other teams to lose though. That's what it's going to come down to. I think yeah. they run the schedule. Maybe they hammer Notre Dame by a couple touchdowns and then the rest of the competition, like you were saying, you know, double digit wins across the board. Maybe they play their way in. But, Mark, I'll be ranting in a few weeks after they beat Notre Dame and after Clemson loses their second game, and then their odds finally show up and they're not as good as I wanted them to be, as I wanted to book it this past week. So, so what's just your, so what fair you're warning. Cincy money line over Notre Dame right now. Go ahead and get that play in. Yes. <laughs> I'm writing that down. I love it. I love it. Well, we'll be talking about that game in a few weeks when it comes up. That's definitely going to be a big game. But y'all like what Fickle's been doing, even if, even if they don't make the playoffs or run the table. I mean, they've uh, they definitely uh, have made their presence known in college football this past few years. So, but uh, speaking of college football, gentlemen, let's jump into some of our games of interest. Um, hey, and you, yeah, you guys watching this coastal game right now? Yeah, I was actually. I was actually going to give you a quick update. I don't know. It's 42-22 with about nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. So Coastal's up 20 points. They've got the ball on about their own 27-yard line. So they got to go down and punch in a touchdown for you, Scotty. Yep, cover the spread. They're going to do it. They're about to do it. Uh, Kansas is starting quarterback. I mean, I don't really know if this matters or not, but I think he just got hurt. So they're probably not going to put up any more points. So if Coastal can punch one in right here, they're going to get the over and cover the spread. Party. Money, money. <laughs> Well, let's uh, let's talk about some of the bigger games this week, or some you know the, the last week's slate was phenomenal. This week's not quite as good, but there, there, there's some good ones out there. Um, and we'll start with the big one, the big noon kickoff. It's number twelve Oregon traveling to Columbus, Ohio to uh, play number three Ohio State. Buckeyes are favored by fourteen and a half. Total points is sixty three and a half. Uh, this is a game, you know, we're Buckeye fans here, Mickey and myself. Uh, let's let's spend a little bit of time. And, Mickey, I'd love to get your thoughts on on what you think is going to happen this game. Uh, Ohio State's going to score points. We all, we all know that. Um, it's a question of how, how stout the Oregon defense is. They have some players on that side of the ball. Noah Sewell, linebacker, great player. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau might be the, one of the best defensive ends in college football. Um, I know he's injured. I don't know if he's going to play or if he's out. Unfortunately, I haven't done a ton of research right now. He's, for that, uh, he's, he's, he's listed as questionable. So I don't, I don't know if anyone's going to know until so he's going to go. So he's going to go through warmups and not play, but they're not telling Ohio <laughs> state that he's not playing. So Ohio state's going to score 40 points. Oregon. I think Oregon's going to score 30 points against this Ohio state defense. We talked about this last week, Ohio state's defense. They're, they're, they're not the team they were a couple years ago. And Jeff Halfley was a defensive coordinator. They didn't figure it out against Minnesota. Um, they don't really have, in my opinion, they don't have that 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 stud corner that's going to be a first-round pick this year. They might have a guy that develops in a couple years. But uh, I think Oregon's going to score points. Um, and, and I see this game being about uh, being about a 40-31 to 31 score. I don't know if it'll ever be in doubt. But uh, and what I mean by that is, you know, is Ohio State going to be trading leads with Oregon or are they going to be up by two scores and Oregon comes back? But uh, I see it being – being about a 40 to 31 game. And I, I think it's got Oregon's going to cover and I expect Ohio state to hit the over. Well, Mickey, uh, it's interesting. Totally, I totally I, hit the over. I got, uh, 
I got a few plays on this. I kind of mentioned my teaser with, with Tennessee and just the, just the over over in general, teasing that down a little bit. But I'm actually on Oregon total points over 23 and a half. I thought that was low. Uh, and for everything you talk about, when we we're looking at the Buckeyes defense last week. They they did not look like they've corrected anything. Their their defensive backfield looks awful. Hopefully Seven Banks is back and, and uh, uh, the other corner. But that, that does sound like it's unlikely. But I think Oregon's going to at least get 24 points. So that's a bet that I made. Uh, put a unit on it. Oregon twenty uh, total points, 23 and a half, going over on that. And then, uh, but what I do think is in the Buckeyes' favor, I, I don't think Oregon's going to be able to slow down this Buckeye offense. It is a big noon kickoff. Oregon coming from the West Coast. Uh, historically, West Coast teams do poorly with those earlier kickoffs. So I think the Buckeyes are going to jump out to an early lead. I do think Oregon's going to score some points. And, and you're right, Mickey. I think, I think it's going to be Buckeyes will be over 40 points. It might be like 45, 28, 45, 31, something like that. Um, I don't know if the Buckeyes are going to cover. That 14 and a half, that, that hook kind of had me there. So I, I stayed away from stayed away from bet on the spread. But uh, I do have a, a two-unit play I'm going to drop at the end of the show that that is involved in this game. So we'll uh, we'll come back to that a little bit down the road. So stay yeah, tuned on that. I was just looking at that line right there. If you tease that a point, I would feel a lot better at that game at 13 and a half. You still, you still get pretty decent odds. Let me look here real quick. I can tell you, yeah, it's minus 130. So if you put a couple yeah, units at 13 and a half, um, that's a safe play. Ohio State, listen, they did, they opened up with Minnesota on the road. That was a tough game, right? Tough environment. They, they pulled out a great win there at the end, pulled away, covered the spread. Um, Oregon beats Fresno State, an average team, guys. Like Everybody's like, oh, well, Fresno State, they're good. I mean, they're okay, right? And they squeak by them a touchdown. Listen, if I don't, I'd be willing to throw some money down at 14 and a half without even throwing in the teaser. I think Ohio, I think the Buckeyes are going to roll. Yeah. Well, and, and CJ Stroud, I do, I also think, I, I didn't mention this earlier, but I think the, you know, the first game jitters, you know, like I said, on the road at Minnesota in the elements, a little bit of rain. I think he got that out of the way, had a bad first half, came out, played well in the second half. So, um, I expect him to have a, have a huge game. And there's there's Carolina or uh, Coastal Carolina putting in another touchdown for you, Scotty. That's uh, they're covering now, right? Yeah, they are. That's Love a good it. start to the weekend, gentlemen. Absolutely. About four four minutes forty nine seconds left. So we'll see if uh, hopefully they can hold on for that uh, that cover. Mickey, you're uh, fighting Rockets in Toledo. Take on the Fighting Irish, man. Number eight. Is what Notre Dame's ranked. Notre Dame is favored by 16 and a half points. The total in this uh, today, I saw it at 54 and a half. I know it's been moving around. You've been giving us daily reminders um, on, on bets to place on this, but uh, break this down for us. Yeah, I mean, you got uh, you got Notre Dame coming into the game. They played at Florida State last week. Very emotional game at Doak Campbell. Good to see Doak rocking, by the way. Want to touch on that for a second? It's always great when Florida State is rocking. But we're talking Notre Dame. Notre Dame, they're replacing three offensive linemen. They have a new quarterback. They have some new skill players on the outside. They have an injury, key injury at one of their linebackers. Uh, they, and they lost a couple of playmakers from last year. So there's still a team that's finding their way, and they have a lot of talent. These pieces are coming together. Brian Kelly talked about it at the end of the game last week. His team needs to execute better. Assuming he hasn't executed his team, I'm expecting Notre Dame to come out and play, play, play a game. They got Wisconsin next week. I, I don't expect Notre Dame to come out and just hand the ball to Kyron Williams and hand the ball to Chris Tyree. Those guys are home run hitters. They're going, they're going to make plays. 
Toledo, they return all 22 starters, all 11 starters on defense. Uh, they don't have the horses to run with Notre Dame. They don't have the, the elite athletes that Florida State had at a couple positions that, that gave Notre Dame fits, but they're a well-coached team. They're a, a team that has a history, a school that has a history of going into big stadiums and, and competing, winning games straight up, covering spreads. But here's what it boils down to. You look at Notre Dame under Brian Kelly in the regular season, the last couple of years, they average about 75 plays a game, and they average about 0.52 points per play. That means they're going to score 40 points tomorrow. Toledo, they actually have the same averages, surprisingly. They're not going to do that against Notre Dame. So I'm looking at this game, that 16 and a half, like as a Toledo alum, I want to bet it. I want the Rockets to cover. But really, I think what's going to happen is this is going to be about a 40 to 21 game. Notre Dame's going to play crisp. They're going to, they're going to not let off the gas late because they don't want to have a, a situation like they had against Florida State. You know, Toledo's not Florida State. But I, I would, I'm expecting this one to, to see Notre Dame cover the 16 and a half, and it'll go over. Excellent. Yeah, well, that'll definitely be one that, that we'll be keeping an eye on and placing some bets on, I'm sure. So. Yeah, Mickey uh, called that. Uh, he called that over early in the week, and I told that right then. And that 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 total has just skyrocketed uh, since. So good it opens call, at, buddy. It opens at fifty three and a half. My numbers suggest this game should have opened at a total of about fifty nine and a half, with a line of about nineteen and a half. So the fact that it opened at sixteen and a half and fifty three and a half, to me, this is this is taking candy from a baby. Come Vegas doesn't mess, Vegas doesn't mess up a lot, but I feel like this is one of those times. Well, we'll be tailing you on that one for sure. So. Uh, well, we talked about Mickey's uh, alma mater. Let's jump over to Scotty's alma mater. We have Pitt traveling to Knoxville, Tennessee. The Volunteers are a home dog, gaining, uh, getting three and a half points. The total in this is 56 and a half. Scotty, what do you see? Yeah, guys, the Johnny Majors Classic. Wow. <laughs> that is a, it's a big-time game. It is a big-time game. Um, it's a big-time game for the Tennessee the program to come out and hopefully make a statement. And, gentlemen, as you know, I was at the game Thursday a week ago, so I got an up-close-and-personal look at the volunteers. And, and first, guys, the first thing that really stood out to me is I love our backfield. They're shifty, they're strong, they're fast, and there's three of them. I was impressed with Jabari Small. He's a sophomore. Tyon Evans, a junior, they, he stole the show. Listen, we got a stable, stable backs, serviceable backs, and I look for them to have to each of those guys have a really nice year. Next, SBF QB1, Joe Milton. Pretty, <laughs> he's probably less than tonight, boys. I bet he is. If I'm a betting man, I'd bet on that. Um, but he is a man. That's capital letters, M-A-N. And guys, he was waiting on defenders to get just close enough so we could bury him with the stiff arm, man. And he has an absolute cannon of an arm. Um, he can throw a 50-yard dot, dart. I saw it. You all saw it when you watched the game. He threw it flat-footed. That's the thing, though, guys. All he throws is darts. He has no touch on the deep ball. And that, that, that scares me a little bit because he's going to have to hit some deep balls against Pittsburgh. Now, listen, and, and, and last week, me betting on the balls – um, to cover the spread, those couple deep balls over the heads of the receivers is what prevented them from from covering the spread. Um, so, you know, he, he didn't do a great job of progressing through the routes, doing the wide receiver tree, looking at looking at his open men. Um, but overall, I do think he ga- he managed the game pretty well. Um, and I do think he has the potential, like I said before, to have some, some monster games if he can get that deep ball dialed in. Um, you know, looking to see a little more of our wide receivers, um, you know, with Hyatt and Jones Jr. Um, surprisingly, Cedric Tillman uh, – guy there just kind of 
surprise, I think, to everybody. So we have the horses on offense. We got the wide receivers. We got the backs. Um, it all falls down to the quarterback position and how well Joel Milton plays in this game. Our defense looked a little bit like Jekyll and High. Um, one, you know, one player drive, they looked uninterested in the very next. Either swarming to the ball, they're making plays all over the field. So, in a nutshell, gentlemen, in this game, Tennessee has the edge from a talent standpoint. Um, and for Pitt, this may surprise you. They had six players were drafted last year in the NFL, um, and five of those were defensive players. So, like I said, Tennessee has a talented offense, and with that, them losing those defensive players, we got the edge at home field advantage, guys, especially after Pitt's coach Narduzzi gave the fan base some bulletin board material, coming out saying that the crowd would not be a factor. He wasn't worried about it. So now they're doing the hashtag 102455. That is the, the stadium capacity. And there's a lot of buzz going around, guys, from the Tennessee <laughs> fan base after that comment. So I, I think it's going to be a packed house. It may not be quite sold out, but they're going to be pushing 100,000 there. Um, they're going to be energized. And, and kind of like I was talking about Fresno, listen, Pitt's an average team. Pitt's getting all this talk. I look back at their last five years. They're a 500 team over the past five years playing in the ACC, right? Um, so I don't really know why they're getting all this buzz. They do have a seventh-year starter at quarterback, but he's an average quarterback, so who cares if he starts 10 years? Um, so I think bottom line <laughs> – <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, yeah. Scotty. <laughs> an at, and, and, you know, like I, until I started digging into this game, I was a little, I was a little concerned about this game thinking, um, you know, Tennessee may not be able to, to pull this off. But here it is. Pitt's an average ACC team. Tennessee's an average, just below average SEC team. And I'm going to take that average SEC team over an average ACC team any day of the week. Um, so, you know, I, my bet, here we go. I'm going to go ahead and throw this out here for you is I'm going to put a unit on the Tennessee money line. And the cool thing about it is, again, DraftKings lures me in again with a 15% <laughs> profit boost on this game for Tennessee betters only. So you guys can't get in on this action. But, yeah, I used that 15% profit boost, um, got Tennessee money line straight up. Um, so, you know, Joe Milton, QB, SBF QB1, he's going to be a man. He's going to go do man things and win this football game for the Tennessee Vols in Neyland Stadium. Love yeah. it. Love it. Love it. Well, we'll be watching that one for sure and uh, um, be rooting for Tennessee as well. Come the last on. college football game, uh, probably the biggest the biggest one when you look at least the, the rankings. Uh, well, you got the Oregon-Ohio State game, but this one, number 10, Iowa, number 9, Iowa State. Uh, the Cyhawk Trophy, I believe, is at stake, but um, these two teams coming together this weekend and – Iowa State is favored by four and a half. I think Iowa put up uh, surprised a lot of people with their dominance over Indiana. I think you know people, some people were expecting them to win, but not not in the fashion that they did, uh, especially how Indiana looked last year. So, and the total on this is forty six and a half. Mickey, um, I know we were talking about this earlier in the week. Tell us a little bit about what you see when you look at this. Well, it's, it's a it's a rivalry game between two solid solid programs, right? Kirk Ferentz and Iowa, you know what you're going to get with them week in and week out. They're going to not make mistakes. They're going to play strong defense. And, uh, you know, I almost compare them to like a boa constrictor where you, you watch the game and you're not really that impressed because they don't really do anything amazing. And then all of a sudden they're up by two or three touchdowns at the end of the game. And they've been doing that to Big Ten opponents for the most part, you know, going back to the midpoint of last season. Iowa State, Iowa State, you know, I, they get a lot of ink about potentially being a dark horse playoff contender. They're not that good of a team, but that doesn't mean they're not a, a steady, solid program. So they got a good quarterback. Brock Purdy's a better quarterback than Iowa starter. Uh, it's at Iowa State. The problem is that the Hawkeyes won five in a row in the series. That's a trend I expect to continue. 
Uh, but now the thing that worries me, even though Iowa State's favored by four and a half, you're seeing the money pouring in on Iowa. And I feel like oftentimes when you see the money coming in, it's it's the team that's not getting the bats. It's the team that's going to end up winning the game. So uh, I like the Hawkeyes in this one um, until until uh, Iowa State can prove, Matt Campbell can prove he can win this one. And then I'll believe when I see it. Well, Mickey, that's a classic betting uh, on big high-profile games. They say fade the public uh, more often than not. But who knows? We'll see how this one plays out. It's, it's only uh, the second game, I believe, for each team. So it'll be interesting to see if, if what we saw in week one with these teams or, the, or in their first games with these teams you know, carries over or if it's, uh, if it's a little bit different ball game. But anyways, that's enough on the NCAA. Uh, we're back. Let's go back to the NFL. We got, like I said, got, got a full slate of games, bunch this Sunday. Uh, check out the website, sportsbetsfun.com. Johnny Dogs has made a triumphant return, and he's got some picks that he's dropped. Mickey, can you share with us a little bit some of the games that, that he was looking at and uh, some of the other games that we have on the docket? Yeah, I'm actually out here with Johnny Dogs this weekend, so we're going to be all over the games on Sunday. So that'll be a fun one for us out here. Hey, if you're out in Vegas, you know, shoot me a tweet at Mickey San Reno and come hang out with the Sports Bets Fun crew. But, you know, a couple games that, that he likes that I like that we've talked about, you know, a couple games that he, he mentioned in his, uh, his weekly article, Jaguars uh, favored by three at Houston. Uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, is, is, is a first-time NFL quarterback. Urban Meyer, first-time NFL coach. They're going to a Houston team, and they're the favorite on the road. I don't know if Jacksonville's earned that yet, so that's one um, that he likes with Houston. Uh, one I like. Uh, the line's moved on this one, but uh, San Diego, or, uh, Los Angeles Chargers were a one-point favorite going to the Washington football team. Uh, that looks like a Washington football team money line win. Recommend making that pick. Uh, another one that we both like. Bears, Rams. This is Sunday night football. The Rams are favored by seven and a half. Total on this one's 47 and a half. We've obviously been pumping the Rams tires on the show tonight. They're a potential dark horse Super Bowl, legit contender. Aaron Donald's going to be disruptive. The Bears roll into town. A seven and a half point dog in the NFL is disrespectful. This is a national TV game. They're going to be up for it. And the Bears still trot out a, a Super Bowl caliber defense. Andy Dalton's the quarterback. He's not going to be as low as Mitch Trubisky, but he's also not going to be as high as Mitch Trubisky at his best. I don't think we're going to see Justin Fields outside of an injury in this one, but I, the Bears are going to keep it close. This is one where I would take the Bears getting seven and a half points. Definitely take the Bears and the points there. Uh, and then one I like, uh, Vikings and Bengals Sunday morning. Uh, Vikings are a three-point favorite in, in the jungle. Uh, here's the thing. Bengals have never lost to the Vikings in Cincinnati. Joe Burrow comes back. He's got a slew of weapons. Uh, this is a team last year that that went to halftime with the lead quite often, and then they blew it in the third and fourth quarter. Uh, so and I had Minnesota being favored by three going into the jungle. I'm, I'm taking the Bengals plus three on that one uh, all day, week one. And then uh, I know, Scotty, you got a, a couple NFL games that you like. Tell us about uh, tell us about what you're at, where your, your action is going to be on Sunday. Yeah, guys, we're going back to a parlay here. I got a nice little parlay on the Chiefs, minus five and a half against the Browns. Um, I, I would, I'm would, i going to bet on that individually. But I also put in a little parlay, um, paired that up with that Chiefs minus five and a half and Chubb to rush for more than 60 yards. It's a nice little couple hundred points or plus 200 there that I put in on that. 
Um, I love the Packers minus three and a half over the Saints. Love that game. Jameis Winston, guys, until he until he wins a game, I'm going to bet against him every time, and I think they're going to get beat handily every time as long as he's at the helm. I don't believe in Jameis Winston, and the, the Packers are legit. They're legit every year, and they're going to beat New Orleans by three and a half points. I love the Titans minus three over the cards, right? It's at home for the Titans, and I think they're going to come out. It's going to be a fired-up crowd. The Titans are fired up. There's a lot of buzz around Nashville, guys, about this team. And the team's bought in, and I'm excited to see them play. And then the Bills, six and a half. Um, I know that's a big number. I was looking at that. But, guys, the Bills were dominating teams last year towards the end of the season, just dominating teams. And I expect that to continue. And Ben Roethlisberger, I don't know if you guys have seen any tape of this guy, though, in preseason and stuff. But, dude, he looks like an old man running around (laughs) out there. He does not look like Tom Brady in the pocket. He looks – they need to get that dude a rascal out there. He's going to be – this is his last season, and I don't think he makes it through the season. Um, so, I think the Bills are going to roll because Pittsburgh's not going to be able to stop the Bills and they're going to be able to put up points either. Yeah, Roethlisberger is definitely not uh, not following the TV 12 methodology with no. uh, taking care of his body. So. <laughs> no. Love that. Hey, Mickey, I wanted to ask you, man. So, once Andy Dalton takes that snap, Johnny Dogs wins his bet for – who the starting quarterback is going to be. Is that correct? That is correct. We were having some good banter the other night. Uh, a couple of our buddies uh, outside of the sports bets fun ecosystem uh, have some bets with Johnny Dogs on whether Justin Fields or Andy Dalton was going to start. And all signs are pointing to Andy Dalton starting unless he gets the uh, unless the uh, Bears hired the same trainer that was uh, shooting up Tyrod Taylor's uh, ribs last year and ended up puncturing a lung. I don't think we're going to see Justin Fields <laughs> taking the first snaps. Hey, there we go. Coastal just sacked Kansas on fourth down. They're going to win this ball game 49-22, 27-point victory. What was the line, 26-and-a-half, Scotty? Yeah, buddy. That'll be That's nice. win, son. 2-0 nice. to start the weekend. Let's go. Excellent. Any more NFL action you guys got? No, there's one more game that I like, uh, Dolphins and Patriots. This one, Patriots are favored by three. At home in the uh, the Mac Jones, Tua Tagliavoa, Alabama quarterback bowl. Uh, I just don't believe in Tua Tagliavoa as a as a good NFL quarterback. Mac Jones is a rookie. I don't know about that. I think rookies are one six and one against the spread. Uh, you know the Dolphins can go into Foxborough here, and uh, I think they're going to steal a win in Week One. So the Patriots giving three points. The Dolphins. Uh, that's a that's a Dolphins play in my mind uh, all day, twice on Sundays. Excellent. Excellent. Um, well, yeah, so those are the games, a lot of the games that we're going to be watching that uh, piqued their interest. Um, one thing we've been doing each week, we've been doing a sports bets fun team parlay. This is where each of us throw in one pick into the parlay and we all go throw, throw a few bucks on it and, and see how it does. So uh, B-Lock's uh, well, actually, let me tell you how last week went. Last week didn't go so well. And Mickey, man, two weeks in a row, um, the Wisconsin Moneyline pick uh, that you had last week uh, fizzled. I thought that looked like a pretty solid pick, but uh, did not happen. But didn't really matter because uh, B-Locks had uh, LSU, UCLA under 65. I believe they hit 65 points. Um, but I know that uh, that didn't hit. But uh, Scotty. Old Miss covered their 10 and a half and uh, Notre Dame Moneyline took overtime, but we hit two of those. So this week we're going to try and get all four and let me give you a B-Lox's pick since he's not here. He's taken Texas minus seven versus Arkansas. So we talked about that briefly 
early on. Scotty, you don't, you do not like that pick. Yeah, I don't like that pick. I think Arkansas is going to win straight up. Really? There you go. I mean, there, there's, a, there's a talent, there's a talent discrepancy all over that field. Texas is is ten times more talented than Arkansas going into this game. Wow, this right, is SEC right. bias right here. Yeah, well, Arkansas money line. I will say this. I will say this. So Texas is a more talented team, but I don't know Stark's a different coach than Tom Herman and Charlie Strong, and and even that tail end of Mac Brown's tenure. This is a Texas team that hasn't earned it either, right? There's a lot of skepticism around this team. They were they were a big big. Uh, a lot of people circled them last week to potentially lose lose a tight one to Louisiana Lafayette. So it'll be interesting to see who shows up if Texas has, has found some consistency under Sark or if they're still the uh, still stuck in finding their way back. Yeah, well, Mickey, uh, so we're, we're beating up on Belox. He's not even here yet. So let's uh, – he's not here tonight. Let's uh, – we'll give him a little bit of a, a, a break on that. And if – hey, if, if Texas doesn't hit next week and that's the, the game that, that blows our parlay, we'll, we'll hammer him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's on but let's, let's wait till next week on that. Mickey, what are you throwing in? Well, I need to get a win. I'm 0-2 in this parlay. Uh, I'm tapping into my patriotism on the 20th anniversary of 9-11. I'm going with the – United States Military Academy, the Black Knights of Army, taking the money line straight up. They're hosting Western Kentucky. They're kicking off, I believe, at 11 o'clock or 11.30 tomorrow, the earliest start of the day on the East Coast. Uh, a lot of emotions are going to be in the, uh, in the air there. They're obviously, uh, you know, what's going on in, in the world today, too, with, the, with Army and, and uh, the U.S. and some international relations. I think they're going to come ready to play, and they're going to they're gonna put a lick in on Western Kentucky. My pick is Army Moneyline. Scotty. Yeah, guys, for my parlay pick, um, Temple, minus six and a half over Akron. I book like it, that. Hey, book it, gentlemen. Akron <laughs> is really bad. Temple's not quite as bad. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I'm I think that's throw... a low spread. Yeah, I think that's a, a good unit play. I'm going to throw in Michigan Moneyline versus Washington. Michigan is favored in this, but you know, you got Washington who didn't look good in, in their first game. They're they're coming from the West Coast and I, I know it is a night game, but they're they're traveling west to east. And uh yeah, I just think Michigan's gonna win this one in the big house. So let me look at these. We got Armies what minus two sixty five, Temple minus one twenty, Texas minus one ten, Michigan money line minus two eighty. Let me just do the math in my head real quick. Do 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 that is plus 591, gentlemen. So that's actually the best odds we've had of the three three parlays we put up there. Best best chance of winning. So still pretty juicy on that number at plus 591. Uh, we got to like that. But uh, we'll be tracking that, having some fun with the Sports Bets Fun Parlay. Uh, enough on that. Mickey, I think it's time we get into our picks of the week. We've been, we're 22 and 8 through two weeks on fire. And I know we want to keep this momentum going. Yeah, Scotty. No, the man who only needs an introduction when we do the pick segment because he's going to win you a lot of money and you'll be seeing green with all the cash that Scotty Be Good is going to be lining your pockets with. Scotty, take away. What are your picks this week? Gentlemen, let's get it going. Hey, if you're going to bet with me, you know it's got to be good. Before I get started, hey, guess what? I got C Cash's picks for everyone to share. Hey, write this down. This dude's on fire. Six and one on his release picks this year. He's taking Florida first half minus 17 and a half over South Florida. That's the first half Florida minus 17 and a half over South Florida. He's taking USC 
minus 17 and a half over Stanford. And he's got Minnesota minus 17 and a half over Miami, Ohio. And let me tell you, I've told this man on all three of these picks. I've told him all year long, and I'll continue to tell him because C. Cash's picks are money. All right, let's get to my picks here, guys. I'm taking South Alabama minus 13 and a half over Bowling Green. I saw this team in person. I saw Bowling Green last week. They are bad. South Alabama will hammer them. Book that. Next bet, I'm taking the South Carolina money line. I love that. That money line at plus 100. I'm going to put a unit on that game as well. South Carolina's coming in. They're just a better team than ECU. Um, this game kind of smells like a rat a little bit. I don't understand why South Carolina opened up as early underdogs, but now that the money's coming in big on them, I jumped on them early at plus 100. South Carolina money line of ECU. And guys, listen, as I started digging into this game, I was going to stay away from it. You guys sucked me into it. I'm going with my home, home team, Tennessee Volunteers, money line over pit at plus 155. Tennessee's going to beat them. They're going to beat them by 17 points. Take that to the house, gentlemen. Let's roll. Mickey, you there? Yeah, Maddie Money. It's uh, who do you got this week? Well, let me give you B-Locks' pick and then uh, picks, and then I'll, I'll jump into mine. So B-Locks couldn't be here tonight, but he's taking Wisconsin minus 26 versus Eastern Michigan. Taking Wisconsin to cover. He got Minnesota at uh, minus 18 versus Miami of Ohio, taking Minnesota to cover. Uh, both him and Charlie Cash on Minnesota. I got to like that. And he's taking Iowa plus four and a half versus Iowa State. For my picks, Scotty, man, I'm on that South Carolina money line. Uh, I got that at plus 102. I locked that in several days ago. I believe they were still, still a dog at that time. Love to see that flip. I'm also on Rutgers minus one and a half versus Syracuse. Uh, they got to travel to Syracuse, but I'm a believer in Greg Schiano. Uh, I mean, they're not going to be contending for the Big Ten East or anything, but they're going to be a good, solid football team, and I expect them to beat Syracuse. Take Rutgers minus one and a half. And then, gentlemen, my big two-unit play this week. I'm looking at Ohio State total points over 38 and a half. Talked about this a little bit earlier in the show. But I think the Buckeyes are going to come out fast. I think C.J. Stroud's, uh, after last week's start, that was his first career start on the road at night in the rain. And he had a, he stumbled kind of during the first half, but he had a, a very good second half. I think we're only going to see him build on that. They're at the shoe. That place is going to be rocking. It's going to be pumped up. It's a noon kickoff. Oregon's coming west to east. That's 9 a.m. Pacific time. I think the Buckeyes jump out early. Uh, and I think they're going to roll. They're going to score over 40 points. I see this being 45, 20, 24, 45, 28, something like that. So take Ohio State total points over 38 and a half. I got two units on that. Mickey. Matt, Maddie, I love those picks. I might have to tail that Ohio State one at the sports book tomorrow morning. If I can make it before kickoff. All right, guys. Maddie, can you turn this music down a little bit? I'm having trouble even hearing myself right now. Maybe I'm All right, little, man. Maybe I'm getting a little old. My hearing's going. I don't know. But, <laughs> fellas, we're live from Las Vegas, and it's time to make my picks. First, we're going to Syracuse, New York. We got Rutgers traveling to Syracuse. Rutgers, a road favorite, giving one and a half to the home orange. Both teams are coming off week one wins and week one covers. 
But this Rutgers team is better than Syracuse. And Greg Schiano has them chopping in the right direction. Laying the points with Rutgers in the Curdome. I pick Rutgers minus one and a half. Next up, we talked about this game earlier. Iowa, Iowa State. You can throw the records out when these two teams meet for the Cy Hawk Trophy. Actually, you know what? Scratch that. Iowa has owned this series, having won the last five in a row versus the Cyclones. A good Big Ten team is better than a good Big 12 team. And I'm going with the Dogs in Ames. My pick, Iowa Moneyline. Iowa straight up, paying out at a nice plus 128. Hey, gents, it's time. We're setting the table for two here because it's time for my two-unit steak dinner boom lock of the week. I've been all over this game during the week. We have Toledo traveling to South Bend, the first ever meeting between these two powerhouse programs. The Irish, they're given 16 and a half, and the totals moved. It's at 55 and a half when I, when I last looked. But it's been going, it's been moving around all week. I got in on this when it was 53 and a half, and I tweeted to y'all to tail me on Monday. That's a low total line. Is this a trap game for Notre Dame? They had a tough escape last week at Florida State. Next week, they play Wisconsin in Chicago. Call that the Jack Cone Bowl. And here comes little old Toledo smack dab in between. The Rockets shoot into town. They can score points, and they have all 22 starters returning. But here's the thing. Notre Dame is just too much of them. They can score points as well, and they're going to score 40 versus Toledo. But the Rockets, the Rockets will get about 20, 21 points. My pick this week is hammer the over. My steak dinner boom lock is the Toledo Notre Dame over. I got it at 53 and a half because I'm very smart, but I would also play it where it's at today at 55 and a half. Tail Mickey, light a victory cigar, enjoy a steak dinner. And gents, speaking of steak dinners, I got a reservation to get to in about 15 minutes. I'm going to go have fun, play some bets left and right. I'm going to tail you guys this week out on the bets. I'm going to tail Charlie Cash. I'm going to tail B-Locks. I'm going to tail Johnny Dogs. I'm going to tail Mad Max. And I'm going to have some fun. So, gents, have some fun this weekend, and we'll catch up on the flip side. Yeah. Excellent. Hey, guys, looking at these picks, I'm pumped, dude. This is going to be our best week yet. Book that, dude. We're gonna, our our win-loss record this week is going to be awesome. I love it. I love it. And, Mickey, have a great time out in Vegas, man and uh, live it up out there so well boys that's another show in the books and we're going to be looking forward to doing it all again next week until then follow all the action uh, along with us on twitter at sports bets fun and check out our website sportsbetsfun.com have fun watching the games this weekend uh, and between now and next time hope you make a little bit of money for mickey sanrino scotty be good Locks and our friends of the show, Charlie Cash, Johnny Dogs, Mad Max. I'm Maddie Money. Thank you for tuning in to Sports Bets Fun.